Welcome to the Sometimes Spouse Podcast. And today, instead of ask an expert, we actually have what's going on in Waco with Reese Flood, who's talking about the walk to end Alzheimer's on October the 3rd. Welcome, Reese. Yeah, I've known Reese for hopefully several years now, and recently he presented at A Million Cups Waco uh, about the Alzheimer's Walk in uh, Waco that's coming up on October the 3rd. And his story was amazing, and it really touched my heart because my mother-in-law was a victim of dementia, and I saw this bright, beautiful genius of a woman deteriorate over a 10-year period um and I just always thought there needed to be something they didn't ever know if it was dementia or Alzheimer's they didn't ever find out the difference and um it just really touched my heart when I heard your story so Reese tell us your story how did you get involved with the Alzheimer's walk yeah uh it's well first of all the, the fact that this is called Ask an Expert is a little intimidating because I'm by no means an expert in this field. If you ask me, you know, what are the latest research and studies show about Alzheimer's, I really couldn't tell you. There's a lot going on with, with the fight against the disease. What I can tell you about is the walk to end Alzheimer's and my role and how I've become familiar with the walk. But really, I'll back up and tell you a little bit about my story. I was born and raised here in Waco, and I was blessed to be born into a wonderful, loving, caring family. Uh, both sets of my grandparents uh, were very involved in my life throughout my whole life. They helped raise me, uh, basically. Uh, as a child, my mother's uh, parents, uh, they lived here in Waco with us, and my grandmother would pick me up from school and take and my friends and take us home. So really strong relationship with all of my grandparents, all four of my grandparents. Very fortunate there. About you know, 20, 25 years ago is when Uh, We started seeing some things happening. Both my mother's mother and my father's father were both affected by dementia. And you mentioned, you know, you didn't know if your mother-in-law had Alzheimer's or dementia. There's actually several different forms of dementia. Alzheimer's is is a form of dementia, but uh, they're all different. And and sometimes they look very similar. But my, my grandmother, my mother's mother did have Alzheimer's and that was diagnosed. And, and it's funny at the time, it was, it was, like I said, about 20, 25 years ago, it really wasn't talked about. And looking back in time, looking at some of the things that I saw my grandmother doing, when it was happening, it was just, oh, I mean, the grandmother, you know, she's, she's acting kind of goofy. She's being kind of silly and weird. That, that's strange. Um, but we didn't diagnose it. We didn't think of it as being Alzheimer's. Looking back on it, you can say oh, that's probably, you know, that was one of, an early sign of Alzheimer's uh, coming around. But they both went through Alzheimer's and as a kid in high school and going into college and through college, I watched my parents deal with their parents going through Alzheimer's. And about 20 years ago, we lost both of them, my mother's mother and my father's father to, to dementia. And that was tough. And that some of the decisions my parents had to make, um, how to care for it. My father's parents were up in Fort Worth and we're down here in Waco. So we had a, you know, to, to work from a distance to get them taken care of. So that was a challenge. So now fast forward to today, uh, I'm in the hot seat. 
along with my siblings, because now both of my parents have uh, dementia. And so we're, we are the ones that are having to make some of those tough decisions about what do we do for mom and dad? What's the right course of action? How do we make sure they're being taken care of and safe and healthy, uh, especially with COVID-19 happening? So, so that's how I got involved or became aware of Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, it, it hit the house. It hit us close to home. So it was, uh, it was a learning experience that I've kind of really grown up with from my early adult years to today. So that's a little bit about my story. Tell me what is the walk to end Alzheimer's and also what association it's with Reese. So, right, the, the walk to end Alzheimer's is the biggest fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association, and that is nationwide. So the Alzheimer's Association is established to really support, raise funds, and help families dealing with Alzheimer's, but also raise funds for research. You know, if we're ever going to find a cure for this disease, there's a good chance it's going to come from research that's funded by the Alzheimer's Association. And so that's really the purpose, and the, the dream of the Alzheimer's Association is to see a world without Alzheimer's someday. So the walk to end Alzheimer's, like I said, is the biggest fundraiser they've got. They have a few fundraisers throughout the years, but this is the big one nationwide. This is one where they they uh, are able to fund most of their budget. Uh, the way I got tied in with, with the walk here locally with our local office is a couple of years ago, I had a buddy and he he became the director of the Alzheimer's Association office here in Waco. And he invited us out to, to the walk. Um, and I was very unfamiliar with it. And this was just two years ago, uh, was my first walk. And I really didn't know what to expect, but I went out there and I mentioned it before, Christy, I, I didn't go to support the Alzheimer's Association. I went to support my buddy uh, because I wanted him to know Hey, we care about you. I'm glad you're doing some good work here, it looks like, and I'm going to support you and your cause. But that's why I'm here. But I went out there to the walk, and I was I was blown away just by the experience. It, it was something different that I did not expect. Um, it's a, it is a huge fundraiser, but it's really it's, it's a powerful and an emotional event for those that go because the ones that do go, those of us that, that tend to go, have been touched personally uh, by Alzheimer's. And so that's kind of what draws us out there. And that's what makes it uh, such a special event because you're, you're surrounded by you know, a thousand people who are all in the same boat. And up until that point, you know, I kind of felt alone. Uh, I really didn't talk about it much, didn't share the story. Uh, and that's kind of been the history of Alzheimer's, I think, is that it hasn't been talked about very much. It's, it's been kept, kept as a family secret that, that the, you know, grandma and grandpa uh, we're struggling with this, and it's kind of embarrassing because they're not acting like themselves anymore, and they're making silly mistakes and and being weird in public. So let let's hide it away and let's not talk about it. But but that's what the walk in Alzheimer's is. It's it's a large, the largest fundraiser that the Alzheimer's Association does nationwide. So tell me what the walk to end Alzheimer's looked like in 2019, and then tell me what it's going to look like and how it's different in 2020. Right. So, so my first year in 2018, uh, the, the way a traditional walk works is I showed up to be a, first I went and signed up. I signed up online through, through the uh, walk to end Alzheimer's website. And I, I tagged myself as a walker 
in Waco. So I'm now part of the Waco walk. And I showed up on walk day and got there kind of early. And it's, there's vendors set up. You have sponsors that have booths set up. And some have games, some have food, some have drinks, some are giving you good information. Uh, it's, it's just a cool festive environment. It's kind of think of, you know, if you'd like to go to the 5Ks and the 10Ks and the, the festive environment you see there, that's what you had at the walk. There's a main stage that's set up. Uh, with music. Sometimes it's live music. Sometimes it's a DJ. We, we've had both. Um, so there's always announcements and things, fun things happening from the stage. You've got the vendors over here. You have crowds going on uh, all around you. And it's just a neat deal. Then it's time to start the walk. And the way they started is they had their opening ceremony on the main stage. And what that looks like is they talk a little bit about, you know, why we're all here, why we're walking to into Alzheimer's. Um, one of the things they do is they have a flower ceremony. So when you show up at the walk, everybody that signed up, uh, you get a flower. And it's a, and I'll show you mine. This is one I had from the past few years. And they're all different colors, but, but this is mine. The yellow one, uh, you pick a yellow flower if you are currently caring for or supporting somebody that's going through Alzheimer's. Uh, you pick a purple flower if you have lost a loved one to Alzheimer's. You pick a blue flower uh, if you currently have Alzheimer's. And then you pick an orange flower if you just support the cause and you want to see a world without Alzheimer's uh, like the rest of us. So those are the four different colors of flowers. Everybody picks up their flower. They have a flower ceremony uh, where we talk about the flowers, what they mean. And then, you know, before the walk starts, there's a designated piece of, of land or a spot where everybody can go put their flower in the ground and it creates this garden. And we call it the promise garden. It's full of all the four different colors and the wheels, the pinwheels are spinning, the flower petals at different speeds because the wind's blowing. And it's really a neat sight to see all those flowers because, you know, every single flower is a person that's there at the walk. And it represents, you know, this crowd that you're in the middle of. And you can look in the garden and say, hey, that's my flower right there. And that that's where I fit into this garden of, of, of hope. Uh, so we have the hope garden. And that's what it's called. And then... On the main stage, they pull out one last flower, and it's a different color, and it is a white flower. And the white flower represents our first survivor of Alzheimer's. Um, we haven't been able to give that flower out. That flower has not made its way to the garden yet, but uh, hopefully someday we'll have a home garden full of white flowers. Um, but that's what we're working for. Um, but that's how the walk starts. You have all this festive environment. Uh, and they kick it off, and the way they did, they've done it in Wake for the past few years is they bring out a little Dixie band that plays some awesome jazz music. It's a local group, little jazz band, and they they get you going. They start the walk. We start going. Everybody walks right, marches right past this Dixie band, and I, you know, get get you bumping and grooving and then feeling feeling fun. And it's about a two mile walk that happens through Brazos Park East, it, and it's not a race. It's not like a, a 5K or 10K race. It is a stroll. It's a slow walk. And it's just a chance for everybody to come and be together in some camaraderie through this through a hard, hard time. Uh, but all along the walk, you've got entertainment set up. You know, the past two years, we had an Elvis impersonator sitting on one end uh, of the walk. And then you make the loop and you go to the far end. We had a Tina Turner impersonator down there. And we had other performers throughout the way. And it's just a, a neat, fun environment. And then you get back to the finish line, which is the start line. You just make your big loop and you're back at the main stage with the music playing and the vendors are still there. It's just, it's a neat time for everybody. So that's what it looked like the past two years that I've been involved with it. Well, uh, 
COVID hits and we can no longer gather in person in big crowds like that anymore. So we cannot have our one central location, big mass of people walk and festivities like we used to do. Uh, so what we're saying this year is that the walk is not going to happen in Brazos Park East. The walk is going to be everywhere. And what that means is we want you to get out and want you to sign up to be a walker uh, in the wake of walk to end Alzheimer's. And then on walk day, which is October 3rd, go for a walk through your neighborhood. Go down to your local park. Find Get on your track, a high school track, and do your walk. Wear your purple shirt and uh, do your walk to end Alzheimer's. Uh, locally uh, with your own team, with your own family group or office group or whatever your team might be and uh, just do it everywhere. And so that's, that's one difference is that we won't all be gathered up in one place. We're going to be walking everywhere uh, with our own individual teams. That is amazing. And it's on October the 3rd this year. And I have put in the uh, chat and on Facebook to where to go to sign up for it. So tell me, you mentioned a couple of different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can sign up as an individual. You can sign up as a group. So you can get an entire family together to walk to end Alzheimer's because when it happened to us, it didn't just happen to Max and I, he has nine brothers and sisters. So, I mean, it affected everyone and all the grandkids and it just trickled throughout the family. It wasn't just one person that it affected. So that's so great that they can do a group. How does the group work, Reese? Yeah, and you're right. There's a couple of different ways to to be a walker. Uh, one, like you said, you can't sign up as an individual. Just say, hey, I'm on my own, and I want to walk, and I want to do this by myself. You can do a team, and uh, that's where we see a lot of families sign up as a team. And that's what I did two years ago. When I signed up, I created the Flood Family Team. And so I signed up, my wife signed up, then my brother and my sister signed up and, and their family. And so we created this Flood Family Team, and that's what we did. They all came down in the Waco on walk day. And we walked as our as our family team, uh, and that's what you can do uh, with your family. Also, you can do it with your office, with your business, with your church, with your Boy Scout group, with whatever group, civic organization you want to do, whatever group that you're associated with. If y'all want to come together to create a team, you can do that. Uh, so you have your individual and you have your team, but you're at, you mentioned the groups. Groups is a third option. So groups is a group of teams. And you, if you go on the Waco, uh, Walked in Alzheimer's Waco pe- website page, you can see, scroll down, you'll see a list of individuals, you'll see the list of teams that have signed up so far, and then you'll see a list of groups. These groups are much larger than a team. So you, I think you can see on there, uh, Providence Hospital has a group. So different departments uh, are creating their own team, but they're a part of the, the Ascension Providence group. Um, uh, Bayer Scott White can do the same thing. Different departments can create their own team, but then they all can be part of the Bayer Scott White Health Crisis group. There's diff- and that's how you can do groups. Edward Jones is a national sponsor, and they have set up a national group. So individual Edward Jones office here and around Waco that want to create their own team, they can join the Edward Jones group. They still have their own team, but now they're part of a much larger group. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. If, if you're part of an organization that's spread out all over Texas or all over the country, a group might be a good way to go. But if you just have your one, you know, your small team of people, then a team would be a good option to, to sign up and get involved. 
for my people that are live on Facebook, I'm going to share the screen really quick and I'm going to show them um, that there are different uh, ways to sign up that participants, the teams, the groups. And I see these numbers out to the side. What are those numbers out to the side, Reese? So what we're seeing now is kind of the, the top five list. So the numbers are dollars raised. That's that's what the, the fundraising aspect of the walk to end Alzheimer's. So you'll see there at the top, that's that's my, in the teens category, that flood family, that's our team. And we've been pretty involved with this throughout the year. So we, we've been very fortunate uh, to have some folks donate to our team. And when I look at that, it, you know, I, I'm pretty proud of that, but really where that's coming from is from my parents, people who know my parents and remember uh, who, who they used to be uh, and how outstanding they are. Uh, have been compelled to donate. Uh, and so we're, we're very honored and blessed that people are remembering us and my family by making donations like that. But you can see other groups uh, that, are, that are raising funds. So yeah, so when you click on the list of teams, now you can go down and scroll. You can see every team that signed up. Uh, so and they can donate, so our listeners can donate. That's right. And that's, you know, if you're, if you're not comfortable really signing up, say, I really don't want to be a walker, but I want to do something. Go through this list of teams. There's a good chance you know somebody that has signed up. Uh, go find them and donate to, to their team. Uh, if you click on a particular team name, you can see the list of all the walkers on that team. And you can pick which walker you want to uh, you want to donate through. And every everybody that signs up, if you ch- choose to do uh, fundraising, you set yourself a goal and uh so donating towards a particular person's name will help them reach that goal. That is pretty cool. Elizabeth Rizzo is giving you a run for your money. You better catch so, up with her. So I got to tell you how Elizabeth Rizzo did that, <laughs> uh, her fundraising technique. It was really cool as everybody on our family, we have not gone to any one person to say, hey, would you, would you be willing to donate to us? Um, I'm not comfortable doing that. Things are tight. I never know somebody's financial situation. So what, what we've all done is just say, Hey, we're doing this. We're walking into, into Alzheimer's, and we tell everybody and say, if if anybody's willing to donate, you know, we'd love to have you donate to our walk in Alzheimer's. So, what my sister did uh, is she let me back up. One thing that helps prevent Alzheimer's, we've learned, is exercise, just healthy living. You know, keep your blood pressure in check, cholesterol under, under control, um, and exercise daily. So what she's doing is she's making a, uh, an effort to exercise herself, get herself back in shape. And so she, she to prevent herself from getting Alzheimer's, because let's face it, our family tree is not great. You know, we've got from the grandparents down to my parents, it's, it, you feel like it's only a matter of time before it's going to hit our generation. So we want to do what we can to prevent it. So my sister says, for every $50 I raise, I'm going to run a mile. And she just put that on Facebook. And within 24 hours, she had over $2,000 raised. That is amazing. How many dollar, How many miles is that? I don't know, but, but she's taken it very serious. So what she's done is she's created a spreadsheet. She's tracking how many, you know, who's donated how much. And so she says mile one is, is for X, you know, mile two and three is for Y. And she's running those miles in honor of the people that have donated. And some of the people have donated and say, Hey, you know what? My dad went through this too, and I want to give you, you know, $10 in honor of him. Or my grandmother went through this. Here's $50 in honor of her. So my sister is running those miles, and she, she has her list. She knows exactly who she's running for. 
and who, who gave that donation to her and why she's doing it. And she's taking it very seriously. But, but again, it goes back to the kind of person she is that people, you know, are willing to support her, but also my parents, those that remember my parents uh, and want them to, to be honored by this donation. You know, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a great strategy and she's having fun with it and people are having fun with it and it's, and it's worked out well for her. That is amazing. I just pulled out my calculator and that's 40 miles. Yeah. It, now she's not doing this all at once. Everything that's 53.1 miles so far. I'm rooting for you, Elizabeth. <laughs> she's not running it all at once, but she's already started and she's, she's, you know, checking them off, you know, as she goes and she's letting people know that when she's run their mile, so we're having fun with it. Wow. And using the power of social media, I mean, that's where everybody's at right now is on social media. And for her to utilize that and do use it for good, that is amazing. I'm going to check her out as soon as we're off of here. Yeah, for sure. And and also it helps people who aren't here locally in Waco. You know, she's, we're getting donations from across the country from family out on the East Coast and all over the place. And, you know, former co-workers that have moved on to different locations it's we're still connected to them and they they care about us and what we're doing here and so social media is a great way to get the word out so how are you going to up your game to get up the way that's tough i don't know i I don't know if i have 50 miles in me but i I gotta come up with something good (laughs) something else like for instance, there other teams are doing other fundraisers too. Uh, yesterday, Emerald Cottages is a uh, retirement community here in town, and yesterday they had a Frito pie sale uh, for lunch. And yesterday was kind of the first cool, cold-ish day we've had around here. It was great, great Frito pie weather. And so I went by and snagged me a uh, some some Frito pie and a Coke and a and a cookie, and it was really good. <laughs> it hit the spot. But that's a very creative way. It's a fun, easy way to have a fundraiser, but every dollar they raise is going back towards their team for donations. That is amazing. Now, I see that you guys do have a goal. What's your goal for the Waco team, to uh, the Waco group, to mm-hmm. for the walk to end Alzheimer's? So, so the past couple of years, under normal conditions, we were raising in the $120,000 to $140,000 range, which... For Waco, compared to other you know communities that are that are having the same event, remember this event happens all over the country in different cities uh-huh. and different states. Waco's numbers are really pretty impressive compared to a, a Dallas or a you know a San Francisco or a, you know wherever. We're, we've done really quite well, and so based off those numbers, before COVID hit, we said, all right, we want to set a goal for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We've come close the past two years. That's our goal. And if we really push, uh, we can do it. And so when I came in as coacher, I thought, that's, that's a lofty goal. But you're right. I do think we can do it. If we, if we you know, throw, implement a few strategies to, to help us get there, I really think it's an attainable goal. But then COVID hit. So you'll see on the website, the, the goal is still listed as $150,000. We know in today's environment, that that may not be completely attainable. We're still shooting for the stars, absolutely. But we understand that people who have participated in the past may not be in a position to do so this year. Um, th- this 
uh, pandemic has really had an economic impact on a lot of businesses, a lot of sponsors we've had in the past. Uh, so we know we're not going to get the participa- participation level we've had before, um, but we're still hopeful that people will get on board and get involved. And maybe people who haven't uh, joined up in the past or really didn't know much about it, maybe this is the year you dip your toe in the pool, test it out, see what it's all about. But yeah, the $150,000 is listed as our goal, um, but we understand the challenges we, we've got right now. But people don't have to donate hundreds of dollars. They can just donate a dollar or $10 to the individual teams, right, Reese? That's right. And really, you know, there's, there's really two aspects to the walk to end Alzheimer's. And the dollars are one of them, absolutely. This is a fundraiser, and the idea is to raise as much funds as we can to go towards, you know, care, uh, advocacy, and research dollars and, and beyond. So that's why we're having this event is to be a fundraiser. So the dollars, yes, those dollars matter. The other thing that matters and that we really want uh, to, to see is participation. Sign up to be a walker. Even if you don't raise $1, your signing up tells us that you care about the cause, that you too want to see a world without Alzheimer's. Um, so we want as many people to sign up, even if you don't do any fundraising on your own, even if you don't make a donation, because those numbers matter. When when our folks at the Alzheimer's Association are down in Austin or they're up in Washington, D.C., and they're talking to our local legislators about, you know, we, we want to see some government funding and research towards the, this disease, we can point to this walk and say, hey, look at Waco, Texas. Look how many of your constituents care about this enough to engage in this event. Um, so, yeah, dollars matter. We want fundraising. But also, we just want you to get involved. You know, sign up to be a walker and do what I did. You know, I signed up two years ago. I really was not at all interested in doing any fundraising, but I signed up and I just threw it on my Facebook page and I said, hey, I'm doing this. I, I did make my own $10 donation. That's how I started was with a $10 donation. And then people started piling in. And it, it really shocked me how many people I knew in my circle cared about this enough to make their own donation. So I was probably the, the lowest donor uh, of all the donations I got, I was probably the smallest one that first year, uh, but it, and it's just grown from there. It's snowballed. So if if you want to, you know, if, if you are on hard times and you're not really to, to make the financial step towards donating towards the walk in Alzheimer's, that's fine. Sign up as a walker. Just let us know you care about it and get involved in that that way. That's amazing. And the walk to end Alzheimer's in Waco and nationwide, all of them are on October 3rd, right? Well, no, they're, they're spread out. They're usually around October. So the Waco one is going to be on October 3rd. Uh-huh. Um, there are some walks in the country that have already happened, up, up, I think, in the Northwest. Uh, so so they're, they're kind of scattered usually through September, October, and November. So our Waco walk is going to be October 3rd. And I did want to mention one other thing about walk day. One one twist we've had, since we can't gather up in person, we can't have our, our in-person main stage ceremony. We're doing a virtual main stage. So there's going to be a website people can go in on walk day and they'll be, they can see that ceremony. It's going to be recorded. We've got Fox 44 is one of our local sponsors and Michael Point over there is going to do a lot of the, the recordings and the ceremony for us. We've got some other folks involved in that too. 
But also, I mentioned the flower garden before, since we can't have that and people coming and picking up a flower and putting it in the ground, we're going to have a drive-through flower garden set up, promise garden. And so we're going to set that up over at uh, Providence Village. Uh, there's an old helicopter landing pad that's no longer being used, and it creates a great drive-through, kind of a U-turn path that we can set up. So we are going to go out there. We've got some volunteers that are going to set up a lot of, a lot of the flowers because that's, that's one of the highlights is getting to see that and, and you know feel that experience. So we'll have that set up for people to drive through. And that's what's happening nationwide. Uh, no large groups of people gathering for a walk, but the drive-through Promise Garden is going to be set up nationwide. Here's the cool thing that I'm really excited about that our Waco Walk Committee has come up with, and which I think is brilliant. Uh, Waco is having a car decorating contest. Uh, that's not happening nationwide. That's happening only in Waco, and there's a prize involved in that too. So it's it's uh, it's fun, but you can also get yourself a little prize. So if you sign up to walk as a team, if your team decides you want to decorate your car uh, and drive through our Promise Garden, um, you can do that, and uh, you'll be signed up to enter the car decorating contest. The way you sign up is you you snap a few pictures of your car, post it on Facebook with the right hashtags, and uh, That'll you know that'll get you some points. That'll get your name in the hat. Uh, depending on how many likes you get on your on your post, that'll get you another entry into the contest. Uh, this this contest itself is sponsored by Alan Samuel Chevrolet, and they are the ones that are providing uh, this prize for us. So we really appreciate them stepping up and being a great sponsor for us there. Uh, but if you go, like if you go take a test drive of one of those vehicles. Uh, that's going to get you another entry in the hat. So there's there's a lot of ways to participate. The contest is going to last a week from walk day to the following Friday. Uh, we'll be tallying up the points, and at the end of that that week, we'll announce who the winner is. And you're looking at getting a, a $250 value prize uh, uh, for participating in our uh, car decorating contest. So that's a neat twist. This is something fun to do here in Waco. That's not happening across the country, but we're where I'm, I'm proud of our team for coming up with the idea and putting it in place and getting it implemented. So, uh, but that's what's happening. Make sure you not only walk, but you know, come drive through our, our promise garden, check it out and see what it looks like if you've never seen one before. So it's October the 3rd. How can they sign up, Reese? So that website that you just shared, that's where you sign up. Uh, you can either join a team or you can create your own team. And it's super simple. It's, it's pretty user-friendly. Uh, you just... All you need is your name and an email address, and that's really it. How much does it cost to sign up? Doesn't cost you a thing. Again, so there's no cost to be a part of this event. We just want you to participate. So if when you do sign up, um, a, a little while after you sign up, you're going to get a packet in the mail, and you're going to have, uh, since we're not doing the, the flowers for everybody this year, they are sending out these, these flags. And these are flags that you can put in your yard. You know, I've got... I got six flags in my packet. My wife signed up, so she got six flags in her. My son signed up, so he got six flags. So our yard's about to be filled with these flags. You'll, you'll be able to find my house real easy with, with all these flags. Uh, but you're going to get that just for everybody who signs up is going to get that. Uh, that. That's just part of our thank you for being uh, a part of our event. If you do happen to raise some money and you get $100, if you raise $100, you're going to get a T-shirt sent to you in the mail. Um, and there are other thresholds behind that. If you get... You know, five hundred dollars, you become a champion, and that's what th- this sign behind me right here. Uh, that's a yard sign. 
that we'll put out in the yard, but in this metal, uh, you, you become a champion. You're recognized in that capacity. And there, there's more and more beyond that. So uh, if you just want to sign up to walk, it's free. It's easy. Uh, you'll, you'll be listed along with every other person that has signed up to walk, and you'll get some yard flags to stick out and celebrate. And uh, then if you decide to do a little bit of fundraising, great. That's just the gravy on top. But we just want you involved. We just want you to be a walker right now. So for my listeners on the podcast, do they just need a Google walk to end Alzheimer's in Waco? That's a great, that's a super easy way to do it. Um, the walk to end Alzheimer's website, there's a national website. And if you happen to land on that or any other walk, there's also, there's a tab on there that says find a walk near me. And if you click on that tab and type in your zip code, you can navigate your way and find the Waco walk uh, to end Alzheimer's page. That is awesome. So definitely October the 3rd, go online, sign up, get a few people to donate, help Waco get to that $150,000 goal that they want. I think you can hit it. Well, I, I think we can too. It's, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. And, and I'll throw one more thing out there. When I, I became a chairman this year, along with my co-chair, Anna Hoffman, she had been doing this previous year. But when I signed up, I want to look back and the past two walks I've been involved in were awesome. Uh, I really enjoy them. So I want to say, okay, where's this activity coming from? Who's been signing up for the walk in the past? And I, I've noticed there's two, two distinct categories. Uh, you have the health industry, you know, uh, senior care, living facilities, memory care units, uh, those that are involved in this Alzheimer's world all the time. They see the need, they see the importance of finding a cure and getting a fix. So they're, they've been involved for a long time. And then you have family groups. You know, grandma has Alzheimer's, so our family is going to create a team. Uh, dad's got this, so, so our family is going to create. So you have the health industry and you have families. Uh, but I noticed there wasn't much involvement outside of those two pockets from our community. So there, there are a ton of, you know, groups in Waco, businesses, churches that really haven't gotten involved yet. And schools, you know, if the school, a uh, local school district wanted to make a large group in each campus, wanted to create a team within that large group. And then teachers or administration wanted to sign up as a walker on their campus, this team, part of the larger group. You know, that would be huge. You know, that, that would, we would get to our numbers real quick. Um, so, that, yeah, there's a ton of opportunity out there for people who have not been involved before, uh, probably because they maybe not, or maybe didn't know about it. And this is their chance to, to get involved and help us get to those numbers. Well, I want to challenge the business owners that listen to this podcast and the business owners that are on the Facebook Live to sign up and get a team together and then group together as Waco business owners. This is one of the reasons I love Waco is because the business owners here um, love helping out the community. And this is one way we can help squash this terrible disease. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I've, I've noticed because I've been involved in a few different nonprofit groups here in Waco and Waco is a very giving and a very generous community. It really is. And you know, we've had, Nonprofit directors, you know, move from out of state and come over, come, you know, take over a position here locally, and they're blown away with how giving the people of Waco are. So you're right. If a business owner uh, wanted to get involved, I think a lot of folks who are in the business world here in Waco do care. They want to see, uh, you know, contribute in some way to make 
to, to help us find a, a cure and find some relief from this Alzheimer's disease. Business owners can do that from a cost standpoint. You know, you can almost do it for free. In fact, you can do it for free. It just depends on how much you wanted to give. But then give your, your team, your employee base, your customer base the opportunity to make a donation under your name, a part of your team. Uh, you know, that's that. what a great community outreach that would be for any business owner. Um, and if, if you happen to be in a business where you have, uh, you know, say a restaurant or a bar or you have a place where people come in and can be served, on walk day, encourage your team to go out for a walk and then come to the after party at your place. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> now, before I end uh, my interviews, mm -hmm. I always like to ask people a fun question. So, Reese, if you were stranded on a desert island and all of your human needs were met, and you could take two luxury items with you, what are the two things you would take with you, Reese? Oh, my goodness. That's, that's a great question. Now I have to think about that for a little bit. Luxury item? Two luxury um, items. Because it's a desert island. It is a desert right. island. You know, I like comfort. So I'm assuming on the desert island, I've got some good weather and some nice tropical breezes. So a hammock would be, be pretty nice. Uh, I'd have, have to do that. And then, um, hmm, uh, music. I got to have some music. So, so my, my Spotify playlist is coming with me. That is awesome. Well, Reese, thank you so much for being on really our first ever What's Going On in Waco under the Ask an Expert uh, podcast with Sometimes Spouse. Uh, I can't wait to help out and share this information about the walk to end Alzheimer's on October the 3rd. Awesome, Christy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sometimes Spouse, for letting me come on and talk about this a little bit. And and yeah, if you have any questions, just go check out the website. Uh, there's some a ton of information there about what we're doing this year. There's good contact information if you have specific questions and want to talk to somebody at the Alzheimer's Association. It's a great resource for you. Awesome. Thank you.